Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I'm always your host, Brian Tarvin, joined with Jonathan Niklos. He is the co-host of this fine program we have on Thursday evening, Sunday, Wednesday, whenever we have it. Jonathan's always faithful to be with us, and we'll welcome him to the show. Tonight's agenda is very simple. College football signing day, a lot of college football talk, and a lot of Super Bowl talk, and yes, I will, and I'm sure John will be giving the predictions for the Super Bowl. How do you feel today compared to a week and a half ago when it first was introduced as the matchup? We're going to find out. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to bring Jonathan in. Jonathan, if I had some tombstone introduction, man, I'd bring it to you right now. Welcome to the show, and uh, I know you're a happy camper right now. Florida State just tore it up in recruiting this year, a month or signing class. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, it was a good start uh, to uh, the 2016 season. Um, uh, you know, that, very happy. This is actually, to be honest with you, this is probably the first time I've looked at the entire entirety of our recruiting class and been pleased top to bottom. I mean, even our three-star recruits that you know some people would kind of turn their nose off, I'm very happy with, considering that we got two of the top. Uh, Picking prospects and one of the top fullbacks in the nation, um, just ecstatic. I love every minute of this. I think we addressed every need, and that's that's really what I was looking for, looking at more than anything. And we got guys who were instant contributors, especially at linebacker. That's that's amazing. See, we we had red shirts. I'm at Auburn, of course. Had red shirt linebackers. Plus, a lot of fresh talent out there. Our need wasn't linebacker. We grabbed one. But like you said, it's about Florida State meeting needs. You met needs, you finished number two. Auburn, and I told you they were going to finish in the top ten. They're between seven and ten, or seven and nine, wherever you look, I believe. But I look at this class, Jonathan, and I haven't been saying it much. I wanted to see it unravel. I wanted to see it put together. What I'm hearing from some people that really know Auburn football is this this class is going to be the class that, that really jump-starts Auburn's year this year. This is a, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, these are high-character kids. Not only are they good athletes, Jonathan, and good players, but they get the concept and they buy into what Auburn's doing. And I'm going to start with you and ask. I mean, seven and six season for Auburn. They underachieved. Um, Will Muschamp leaves, takes a lot of coaches. Did you honestly expect Auburn to finish in the top ten? And what does that say about about Gus Malzahn and some of those other coaches? Well, 
no offense to Gus Malzahn, but if you're the head coach at Auburn and you don't pull a top ten recruiting class, you need to be fired. Uh, point blank, period. Um, and it's one of those schools. It's it's not you know like USC where it's a destination school who you know everybody wants to go play in LA, but Auburn's a very prestigious football institution. I don't care how many national championships they have or don't have. If, you know, you know what I mean. It's a very prestigious school. It's a school where guys want to go play for the chance to play in one of, in one of the best uh, rivalries in college football for a chance to uh, play in the NFL. You know, Auburn's one of those programs you go to. So I wasn't surprised they had a top ten class. I really wasn't surprised at some of the players they that they pulled out. I thought Auburn's coaches did a solid job getting guys that they were supposed to get. I mean, the one guy that kind of caught me was Nate Craigmeyer. Uh, he's from my area in Tampa, uh, five, you know, four or five-star, depending on who you talk to. Um, and, I mean, Florida State can't recruit this area for some ding-dang reason, Got you know, perfectly honest. Uh, the Tampa Bay area is just a black hole for Florida State. But the way Auburn came down and snapped him up the way they did with pretty much no competition. I mean, they shut out Alabama, Georgia, Florida, all of them early. That was one of the most impressive, just dominant recruiting jobs I've seen, um, where you get a recruit that talented or that high star level and just took control from day one. Uh, considering well, he didn't well you remember this. You remember he decommitted, you know, back. He stayed a year, but he decommitted the – what sold him about Auburn is when he came back after he decommitted, everyone still treated him the same as he was committed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow. He's like, that's where I want to go. And that's not an act, guys. Everybody listening, you ask many Auburn players. It's not a just family that's all in, family. It's, it's true. And they recruit players that match that. They, they try. They don't try to get a bunch of Miami Hurricane thugs out there to come in and go to prison after <laughs> a year. They're actually, they're actually trying to – to put together something. I'm telling you, if Auburn gets a quarterback, Jonathan, you got to watch out, man. If they get a quarterback, this team could be could be in for a run. Looking at they don't mm-hmm. leave their home state until their home stadium until middle of October next year. But let's talk about a team I need to talk to you about. I'm I got to call Jonathan about this one. All right, the Florida uh-huh. Gators. I, all I heard, all I heard. <laughs> Jim McElwain, just get him, okay, last year, okay, but this year you give him a chance to get his own players and he's going to dominate. I mean, really, 13th, 14th, 15th, whatever you want to do, that's domination in the state of Florida. Now, Florida is a team that if you don't – I mean, you said Auburn was, and I agree. Florida is the same way. If you can't, if you can't haul in a top-ten class at Florida, there's something bad wrong. And Jim McElwain shows again that he's a, a an idiot. That's really what he is. Yeah, I mean, when Florida has as many three stars as Florida State has four stars, um, I, 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 I'm just saying that right there tells me a lot. That Florida State owns the state of Florida recruiting. When we have a player, a Shabair Manuel, who commits to your school as you top recruit, and then tell their coaches, I'm just stringing them along and flipping you guys on signing day, and then does so. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. I, uh, I don't like that, but still, that's bad for Florida not to pick up on that and, and actually pull his scholarship off. That's what you I mean, do. But 
But, I mean, uh, McElwain, that's all I heard was how great he was. They get mm-hmm. nine four-stars, that's good. You know, 16 three-stars, you look at Auburn, nine three-stars. You look at Bama, seven, Florida State, seven. But you get on the Florida, you get 16. Either either he knows that these guys are really five-stars or, or he's settled, and I, I really think he's settled. It's not bad having that class, but the expectation of Florida fans, you're Florida, we're Florida. And and I don't see him catching up anytime soon as long as Jimbo Fisher's in town, Jonathan. I mean, Florida State is number one, and I could even possibly see Miami sliding into number two in the next few years if if Florida doesn't turn it around. They're up to 21. Not a bad mm-hmm. class for Miami, Rick's first year. But what what do you what do you say? I mean, Florida. If you're a Florida fan out there, I want to hear from you. Six four six seven one six five five six four. All this talk about. He's going to, you know, Muschamp sucked, and, and he couldn't recruit. McElwain will do better. Where is it? I guarantee you, Will Muschamp would have had a better class than that had he still been in Florida. I can promise you. He got South Carolina almost in rank in the top 25. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, no, Florida fans are trying to be somewhat optimistic, but let me start by saying anytime your recruiting class has, I believe they only got one defensive line recruit, that's bad. Uh, my, when Miami fans call you or are sending out tweets or text messages telling Gator fans, we know how you feel, we just fired that guy. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, if, if somebody's calling McElwain Al Golden, that's, that's bad. Um, when fans of schools like UCF are throwing pot shots at you, that's that bad. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's ugly right now for Florida, and their fan base just have a little bit of a panic moment. Um, you know, there's some of them who are like, oh, we're not panicking. We still wound up with a good class. Yeah, whatever. All right. No, y'all, good. Good. good doesn't cut it. Good doesn't cut Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Not if you want to compete with Bama. No. You got to – and the thing is, no, I'm going back to Auburn, and this is a show we do. We can talk about whoever we want. But mm-hmm. Auburn's doing this with Alabama at their at their strongest. Florida State's mm-hmm. doing it with Alabama at their strongest. LSU's doing it. See, I mean, Ohio State, hats off to them. Michigan, hell of a job. I mean, Ole Miss even, look at them. I mean, coming in Georgia at seven, that's not where I thought they, they would be, with or without Rick. So Kirby Smart can't take credit for that. That's Georgia, for God's sake. But I want to say something about Georgia real quick. I'll start taking you serious when you start keeping the number one player in your state from going outside. That's that's all I'm going to say. Auburn came in and took Brown, which gave them the number one defensive line class in the country this year. I really think the receiving core they, they, they got is going to be right there at the top. Auburn did a great job of, of building that depth, Jonathan. Remember, Auburn only had 21 scholarships available. That's all they could do this year, which shows – Good things about depth being built, you know, and it's, it's, it's starting. This is the fourth year in a row. Gus Malzahn had a top ten class. Clemson right there, number ten. A little surprise with them playing for a national championship. But what about Franklin, Penn State's coach, crying on national TV about Harbaugh stealing away his kickers? I don't know. What was that about? Uh, I don't Man, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm sick of Franklin. I really am. A, you're a bad coach. All right. B, we've already seen your recruiting methods at Vanderbilt, and it wound up pretty bad for the university. 
uh, just just <laughs> being honest. I mean, that wound up really bad. That was a that was really bad for that university. Uh, probably one of the biggest black eyes you can hand an institution like that. So shut up, just shut up. Like I did, you, you had that kicker locked in for what seemed like forever, and then he up and flips. You should have seen that coming. A, you're going to bring a tar ball. B, compare what Michigan and Penn State did last year, and then get back to me. Look at Oklahoma, Jonathan. 20 after making a Final Four run, finished at 20, one five-star, eight four-stars, three nine-stars. Not very impressed with that group. Kevin Sumlin has really simmered down a little bit. Kevin Sumlin was a top-five recruiter. Now he's got a class finishing at 18. Baylor, 17. Stanford, 16. Notre Dame, 15. I was surprised Tennessee finished as low as they did at 14. I expected a little bit more out of them, Jonathan. Um, just looking at it, any surprises to you? Anything out there that jumps out at you? Michigan State at 22. That's, they were up pretty high, weren't they? And all of a sudden they lost a lot of players and they ended up number 22. Uh, I, I, well, I do want to mention about Stanford. Uh, they lost, I believe, two four-star running backs because they couldn't get, uh, academically, they couldn't get into Stanford. And Stanford has higher restrictions as far as that goes than most other universities because, well, they can. Um, so I know they lost a couple four-stars at running back, um, and I believe they lost a couple other higher-end players because they couldn't get their grades up to the Stanford level, uh, which, I mean, think about that for a second. If Stanford didn't have uh, the restrictions they did, oh, my God, they'd be terrified. I know. They would. I'm sitting there counting the SEC teams. There's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm counting twelve right now. Maybe I'm missing some of the top fifty. I don't see Vanderbilt or Missouri. Uh, that's pretty good for a conference, isn't it? Twelve teams out of fifty. If they got ranked in there, that's that's impressive. You got to take your hats off of Dan Mullen, Jonathan. What he's doing over there at Mississippi State. I, and look, they're thirty first. That's like finishing in the top five, really. If you if you can pull in a top thirty one class in Starkville, Mississippi, grab a five star, a couple of four stars, and fifteen three stars. Hats off to Dan Mullen. But my question is, Jonathan, and maybe you think I'm wrong. This guy's way too good of a coach to be in Starkville, Mississippi. I think this may be his last year. See him there. I think he's going to take a bigger job. I mean, a lot of schools would love to have him. If you can recruit like that at Mississippi State, what could you do at Florida? What could you do at Auburn? What could you do at places where where the, the talent's running crazy? Right. I I see exactly where you're coming from with that. Um and I think you're I think you have a very good point there. He's uh he's a talented coach. There's no doubt about it. He's he's proven that he's an excellent recruiter time time and time again. Um I know he's happy at, at you know, at, over there in Starksville. Um, and I, I think that accounts for something, and he's paid pretty well. Um, you know, so you're right, though. It does feel like it's, it's a It's job security, time. isn't it? It's a job, great job security. security. He wins seven or eight games, and he wins seven or eight games. He's worshipped. You, you, yeah, you, you, you win seven or eight games at LSU, you're fired. You win nine games at LSU, you're fired. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like Dan Mullen's going to make just as much money as some of these other top-notch coaches. 
But then he's got mm-hmm. job security. I, I'm not really envious of all these other coaches. I would rather be Dan Mullen and, you know, every now and then pull out an SEC championship win or, or a SEC, you know, compete for it and finish 9-3 and three every now and then, mostly 7-5, and 8-4. But, man, you're going to be getting paid millions and millions every year. And all you have to do is win eight games. Yeah, it's not a bad job very, at all. Very impressed. Not and a David bad Cutcliffe job at all. Duke putting it 33 and I'm Kentucky at 34 that's 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 good Jonathan that's that's good but let's go to rivals and look at some of these real quick I was just real impressed with with the way the Florida State Seminoles did yesterday and I'm not trying to make you feel better or nothing I was real impressed with with a class getting those 18 four stars that they had man that's that's a lot of four-star talent and that's those five stars don't always work out but those four stars usually do but uh, but the Texas Longhorns, what do you think about their recruiting class, the way they ended? I'm very impressed with them. But, again, this is Texas, Jonathan. They should be pulling in top five classes every year. Is Charlie Strong holding them back a little bit? Seriously. I'm not saying that to be uh, funny. Is he holding them back? Yeah, I'm going to say no. I actually I think Charlie Strong, uh, hey, he did a wonderful job. Um, I think we all got to uh, we all got to see that. I, he's done a wonderful job of recruiting wise this year, no doubt about it. Um, I, I think looking at it, uh, I think his recruiting is only going to get better because we have to remember Charlie. Um, well, his, you know his pipeline was in Florida; it wasn't in Texas, so he's building whole new uh, relationships and everything with everybody. So I think it was going to take him, a, a, you know, a year or two to get that center down. I think he's done a great job there. I think you're going to see Texas start to take off. I really do. I got I got some high hopes for Charlie Strong right now. Um, I think he's actually going to wind up being a pretty darn good coach considering all the turmoil that's been going on. Now, I need to tell you something funny yesterday. And, you know, and I've been saying this, and this is true. If you go to Auburn, you lose a star automatically. If you're a recruit, you, you sign that letter of intent. You go, <laughs> yesterday at about 11, 11.40, there was an art. This guy wrote it, like Brian Tarvin. Here we go. Uh, three, four-star corner to decide between Auburn and North Carolina. Ten minutes later, he decides Auburn. Three-star corner picks Auburn over North Carolina. That's how – I mean, I've got proof, and I'll post it. This, I mean, it's crazy, man, how – now, if you go to Auburn, you lose a star. How is Myers not a five-star, John? But I'm going to get on my soapbox just a second. How in the world is Nate Craig Myers not a five-star? He's a he's a freak. The guy's just a freak, and he's the second-best-ranked receiver in the country in the top 39. How is he not a five-star? Seriously. Why did he lose uh, this? Well, from what I heard from uh, people in the area, uh, you know, here, uh, what, what they said about Nate was Nate had a great sophomore year, and then it felt like he essentially plateaued. Um, he had, you know, there wasn't a lot of improvement between then and now. And they said that's why he wound up going from a five-star to a four-star, but just because he hasn't really improved that much and he's had to deal with some injuries. Well, I'll take him. Bring him on. Bring him on. Mm-hmm. And that offense, man, having that kind of strength and power and speed, it, it works good. It, it really matters how you do in those camps, you know, if, they see you not doing as well. Just say if you're lazy. Just say if you don't like to practice, you're not, your star will go down. And and you can't put a lot of 
a lot of emphasis on stars, but you sure it does kind of tell you the story, Jonathan. I mean, if you look at a five star, most of them do very well, don't they? I mean, if you think about it, most of them they may not come right out of the bat and just blow you away, but most of those five stars, they're five stars for a reason, and they and they usually produce. Look at Ole Miss getting. Uh, the number one quarterback in the country and the number one offensive lineman uh, during an investigation. What What is Hugh Freeze doing over there? How much is he paying right Well, it's funny because the allegations uh, about Ole Miss and their legal recruiting was from the Houston nut days. Of, 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 of all people to commit recruiting violations, go figure, it's Houston nuts. <laughs> uh, so I think that's why Hugh Freeze didn't lose a lot of momentum. Um, and I think, you know, getting the two recruits he did, and what happened by getting Tunzel, by getting Nikambichi and Treadwell in there, uh, and then seeing what happened with the older Nikambichi, what happened with Connor uh, and a couple other players there, I think people are starting to realize, and I mean, it probably doesn't hurt they beat Alabama two years in a row. Uh, people are starting to realize that Ole Miss is, uh, you know, a legit team, that they have something brewing down there. Uh, that at this yep. point, a lot of people want to be a part of. Well, let's admit it. That that Florida game was a fluke. I'll be honest with you. That was a mm-hmm. fluke. I'll give them that one. The Memphis game, they went on the road and just thought, I just don't think they really took Memphis seriously, Johnson. I, I really don't. And the way they lost to Arkansas, come on. I mean, like, that's a team that's a couple plays away from being undefeated, if, they, if you really think about it. I mean, Florida shouldn't have beat them. Memphis shouldn't have beat them. Arkansas shouldn't have beat them. They beat Alabama. They destroyed Oklahoma State. I mean, how bad was that? I mean, Ole Miss <laughs> is a contender. And if this if quarterback works out, he's got a year to groom under Chad mm-hmm. Kelly. Ole Miss could be a front runner for the West if they could get more consistent. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think they're, they're definitely a team that's going to compete for uh, the uh, West uh, SEC West title this year. Uh, having Chad Kelly back, obviously, uh, really helped that one out. Um, I'll tell you what, I've really, I'm still wondering, how did they get that first class? I mean, I know what everybody says, it's the back, man. That Tunzel class, if they don't get Nick and Dietschy, which I understand how they got Nick and Dietschy, right? his brother was there, but if they don't get Tunzel, and I want to say, you know, he's like the linchpin to me. It's Tunzel. Because Treadwell came with his with his best friend. Nick and Beachy went with his brother. But Tunzel's the guy where I look at him and go, how did they get him? That's what I want to know is how did they get Laramie on campus? How did they pull him out of the middle of, of, of you know, BFE Florida, uh, in the middle of a couple of Hudson villages? And I, I mean that in the most loving way because the area he's from I actually love to go to. But pull him out of there. How'd they get him? That's all I want to know. Especially when Hugh Freeze wasn't really known at that time, was he? I mean, that was his first year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Or was that his, or was that his second year? Uh, first or second year. Either way, I still want to know, how the heck did he come into my state? And grab some kid. I, and uh, granted, he snatched him out from Florida. I mean, not like I'm crying for Florida, but I still want to know how he snuck in here and was able to pick up uh, one of the top offensive linemen in the country. Yeah, he has. I mean, they develop players in Ole Miss better than a lot of people think. 
I mean, they get the players now, but they're they're doing something. Look at all those five stars he got. Every one of them will be first rounders in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Treadwell, Kandichi, Tunsil. I mean, it's like <laughs> wow. Good job, good job, Hugh Freeze. The bag man really worked out. But whatever you're doing, Freeze, keep it going, man. I mean, I'm not mad at you. Keep paying those players. Whatever it takes to compete, that's what you do, Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't be Lily White. That's Jim Harbaugh. You think Jim Harbaugh is ethical when it comes to recruiting? Probably not. And, I mean, does anybody really hold it against them? Not at all. But I do hold it against you if you cry about it. You took my mm. kicker. That's unethical. Throw us out of balls and go get another and learn your lesson. Learn your lesson not to get it. You know, I've watched Auburn every recruiting class, and usually somebody flips from Auburn to Bama. The last couple of years it really hasn't been that way, but it happens, you know. you gotta, you got to work. Money talks that last day. When you see a, a kid that's a five-star Johnson without any kind of commitment yet, and he's waiting, they're waiting on that check to clear. That's what they're waiting on. They're waiting for the highest bidder to come in. And that's exactly what happened. Auburn said, you know what? We need this kid today. They went out and probably put a hundred grand in his hand, and here he comes. That's just the way it is, man. I mean, it's Auburn, Alabama, wherever you go, don't you agree? I, I mean, yeah, there there is that side of recruiting uh, anywhere you look, uh, no doubt about it. Um, and I know it still happens. I do. I know it. We all know it. Let's be honest. So, we all know everywhere, it. Everywhere. Everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't matter who your school is. That uh just like, you know, I Jalel Cook was committed to Florida State for like two years. No rumors of him going anywhere. Signing day, he flips. You wanna tell me and not that he not only did he flip, okay, he he's from Miami and flips and decides he's going to USC. You wanna tell me he didn't get paid. I'm going to throw that accusation out there right now. You want to tell me that boy did not get Greeks or to come out to California because there was no word of this. He was on Florida State lock. There was nothing, nothing about him going anywhere. All of a sudden, I I, I, I check my phone. Jarrell Cook, the USC. Huh? How much much money did he get? That was the first thought in my head. I'm going to tell people this. People that talk about Cam, did he get paid? Of course he got paid, idiot. I mean, it was funny watching the whole investigation. I was just praying that, oh, God, please don't let them find a trail or anything. At least Auburn was smart enough if they did to cover it up. To where if you're shopping your son at Mississippi State for 180000 you just don't turn down 180 and go to Auburn for free. You know, I mean, it's just it's common sense, people. Get it together. I mean, this is a junior college guy coming out. This is not, and, and the JUCOs aren't as valuable, Jonathan, as these five stars coming out of high school. They've got four years, three years of possibility playing. Cam Newton had two at the most. He played one. So if you're paying 180000 for that, what are you paying for uh, the kid last year? What's his name for Auburn? Byron Coward, the number one player. How much do you think Auburn paid for that, honestly? Oh. Oh. At least yeah, 200000 and y'all took him right from out from underneath Florida. I mean, we never had a shot yeah. for some ding dang reason, but y'all took him from right underneath Florida. Oh, I, I just wish I could just be in the room with these guys and 
and and see what goes on because I mean common sense tells me you don't you know Alabama look they they're a great program and all they keep getting the best players of the best because their boosters will do anything I mean they, you got to remember Alabama cares more about football than any school out there that's all they have man Alabama football they have no life they have no jobs anything like that so they have to pull for the tide to to do something good you know so they'll do anything to to see it these these guys. I'm sure Sonia and Jason were out there giving money to these players trying to get them to come. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Sonia, to be honest. I would. I hate to say it like that, but I would. And I, I have a feeling she'd find some way to get a kid to come to Alabama, whether it's money or blackmail. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, Jonathan, let's, we're not going to be on long tonight, but you know, it wouldn't be the show tonight if we weren't going to talk about this Super Bowl coming up. But are you tired of hearing that Cam Newton doesn't have class by now? Are you are you starting to hear that? And you wish Cam Newton could act like Peyton Manning and and be a, a better quarterback? Are you kidding me right now? Uh, yeah, this is getting old. Uh, just just so everybody knows, this is getting old. Uh, and just in case you didn't know, this is getting old. Like. No, no joke. I'm getting sick of this crap. This is this is getting ridiculous. Uh, let Cam Newton be. The only thing I have against Cam Newton is when he shows up for uh, the the plane to leave for the Super Bowl, and I don't know what he was wearing. I don't want to know was what he pants? was wearing. I, them pants need to go. Need to go. That's the only thing I got against Cam Newton was those Zebra Cheetah Tiger pants he was wearing. Other than that, Cam, you be Cam, man. Be Cam. Be Cam. Well, who you, looking at this game, what does Vegas have the line at right now, five and a half? Five and a half. Mm, I still think that's low, man. I do. I think that's a little bit low. What do you think? Right now, do you feel like do you feel like it's going to be a close game? Do you feel have you changed your mind? I know you said it's going to be a closer game. Have you changed your mind in the last week and a half? I have not. The only thing that I'm I'm kind of certain of right now is that uh, the game's actually going to stay under uh, the forty-five and a half to mark. Um, I'm, I'm I think I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and take the under. I still for I think this is still going to be a solid game just because I think Denver's defense is going to keep them around. That's all I think that's really going to happen is their defense going to find a way to keep them around because they give them two weeks to prepare for Carolina's offense, and it's not the most complex offense in the world. I think they'll be able to shut a couple things down uh, just to slow Carolina down a little bit. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I... I think if if they can get some pressure on Cam Newton and rattle him early, that's the key. If they don't rattle him early, they don't have a shot. They, I mean, I'm just being mm-hmm. honest. They get in there, force him into some three and outs, get a turnover, get some points on the board, and make it a, a, a halftime score of a maybe under a touchdown. Maybe Denver's up three or four points. Then we got a ball game. But if Cam Newton and Carolina come out the way they have in the past month and just steamroll people in the first quarter and the second quarter, 
how's Denver going to come back, Jonathan? What, what do you think they're doing right now in Denver? I mean, they, they know that, don't they? They can't get down two or three touchdowns to come back win against Carolina. There's, there's no way. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, their offense isn't uh, isn't built to uh, sustain a deficit, if you will. So I, I think uh, at the end of the day, you're going to see Denver trying to slow this game down because if you slow the game down, uh, you have a better chance of at least hanging around. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, who who are the players you're watching in this game? Who's going to make the most difference? We know Cam, we know Peyton, but who else? Um, I root keeply, uh, very important, um, just sitting underneath, uh, you know, because they're not really going to stick them on anybody. They're going to have some sit underneath and read Peyton's eyes. Um, Akeem Tlaib, uh, has a huge importance on this game because he's actually going to be the one to cover Greg Olson this week. So very important to watch that matchup and see how that goes, um, you know, because you're talking about one of the best tight ends in the game going up against a pretty darn good cover corner. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, I hope it's okay with you that we're not going to be able to go a long time tonight, but I had mm-hmm. to get this in there. Give me give me your prediction, man. You know, this is, good. This is one of the hardest ones uh, because I want Denver to win uh, because of my Peyton Manning's career. I've grown up with it. Uh, but actually, I'm going to go ahead and say Carolina takes this one uh, by a score of 23 to 14. Carolina 23 to 14. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad prediction, Jonathan. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I, I said 31 to 13. That's what I'm going. Maybe, really maybe that's too much, but. But but I wanted to talk to my amazing about recruiting, but are you going to be available Sunday afternoon before the Super Bowl to do a show, a quick show? Oh, yeah. Well, if you don't mind, we're going to cut it off now. I've got a couple of things to do for work, but I wanted to get on here at least for a half hour, uh, talk about recruiting and everything. But how does, say, 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock Eastern work? We'll, we'll only go an hour or so before the Super Bowl, so... Uh, works perfectly for me. My party doesn't start till uh, five. All right, cool, buddy. Well, I'll be in touch. Have a good week, and we'll see everybody Sunday around three to four Eastern. I'll let everybody know early. All right, Brian. I'll uh, look forward to hearing from you and uh, everybody else. Have a good one. You too, bud. Good to see y'all. All right, man. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.